Welcome to the Cos and Brew Show. I said, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn is in the house. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's actually what I, I. Do you know who Foghorn Leghorn is? The rooster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said, I said. I said, I said. Oh, oh, got it. Okay, I didn't even, re- I didn't even realize I said. I put a, I said, before that Gia. So, good, 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 good. You know, the over fifty <laughs> contingent of our show is gonna love this, this open. <laughs> I'd recommend to the kids to watch some Foghorn Leghorn, but who knows what Foghorn Leghorn was back, like, back yeah, in the day. I, I want to say that somebody was telling me the other day that he was super racist. That, That's I mean, what I was thinking as I, the words came. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I should be attributing <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn to you, but I just did. I know. One of my favorite shirts has him on it. It's Foghorn Leghorn, and it says Wingman. You know, on it, and it's one of my favorite shirts. And this guy told me that, yeah, he was super. That's a super racist cartoon. So I do want to go back and watch it, and probably means that. What was the look on your face like when you when you you realize you're wearing that shirt? You're like, ah, fuck. (laughs) I don't. I mean, like, listen, I I I don't care. I don't. Not that I don't care. If if it's like super racist, then I'll stop wearing it. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that don't experience racism that like feel the need to, you know, show how much of a hip liberal they are by explaining to people what, what racism is. So I'll, I'll decide for myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, I had something great. I was going to say after that, but now I forgot. Anyway, welcome to the cause of Bruce show. We're here. We're, we've been talking for an hour. In fact, I, I think cause we should do a, a, a pod called the pod before the pod, the pod before the pod. Yes. That's the one that won't get any sponsors. <laughs> I actually, honestly, dude, I think it would. I, I think that, that that would actually probably blow up. We wouldn't even really want it to blow up, but it would blow up because we talk about everything from... Uh, we, we did some Switzerland talk. Um, we, we, we talked about how in Switzerland, they don't allow you to no, keep no, score. Sure. We're, not, we're, not sure it's, we're not sure it's Switzerland. Yeah, it, okay. It's this, comp- it's this, those, this country... Is, one of those... One of those Scandinavian countries where everyone's happy all the time. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> One of those places, uh, except for when they're running headfirst into the pandemic. But um, yes. the uh, we talked about one of these countries, they don't keep score uh, until the kids are 13. Yes. Uh, we, we talked some uh, Buddhism. Got some Buddhism. That was good. Um, yeah. I, we didn't touch politics for once. I know. I know. Well, we, we wouldn't be starting the show if we had, so... I, I I just am glad that I'm not glued to CNN all day. I don't want to see a CNN person for like I forever, man. I hate them all. I hate them all. I mean, honestly, I really do. Uh, I don't know what else we what else would we talk about prior to the uh, show? Relationships. 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 We ran the gamut. We ran the gamut. We really did. Yeah, it was fun, and um, but we are going to talk about basketball for this this podcast, and uh, we, we're going to talk a lot about James Harden today. The uh, and, and it feels right, I got to say that because the uh, that team could be damn good. So we'll talk about them. And uh, other than that, um, you know, the thing that was it was interesting because we were talking about participation trophies. Yes. This is a great conversation because when you say participation trophies, people perk up, right? 
they, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, they, cause they're already in, they're entrenched in their position. Right. <laughs> You're either anti-participation trophy or you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how entrenched you are. Yeah. You either think that participation trophies are the reason that they're starving people in the world or you don't give a damn. <laughs> Wasn't there like a car commercial like where the guy's like, I don't give my son no participation trophy? Probably. <laughs> there is a sector of our country that thinks that the participation trophy is the true indicator of what goes wrong in people's lives. And could I could I venture a guess and just say that I think people might perceive us as as maybe even being old heads as uh LeBron would, James called. So. <laughs> you you think so or don't think so? Oh, I think so, for sure. Yeah, cuz I mean a lot of times we talk about the personal responsibility that a player has to have in a given situation. Or a coach, you know, people say to me all the time, I'm, I'm too harsh on my Twitter feed, you know, of like the Kings who I cover, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's kind of like to me, it, 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 there's a lot of participation trophy in me, so to speak, in, in the sense that it's like, if you want to advance, if you want to be good, if you want to improve wherever you're at in your, your, your arc, you really got to like look at the stuff that's causing the issues and not the fluff you know, like locally, like Mark, like Marvin Bagley's got to be, you know, he's the guy in Sacramento that's got to step up. He's the big investment for the franchise. So all the local reporters, anytime Marvin Bagley, like he got, he stood in front of a charge the other day where like he couldn't have gotten out of the way. <laughs> if, if he had tried to get out of the way of the charge, he would not have had the reaction time to do so. And the minute that it happened, they were just like, oh, what a great defensive play, Marvin Bagley. And it's like, you know, he just gave up four buckets. And and he did it because he hasn't probably really thought about defense very much over the course of his career. If he's going to do anything, he needs to think about defense. That's the thing that really needs to be discussed if you're talking about improving the team. So I think that comes across as a little bit like get off my lawnish. Mm-hmm. I think that comes across as part, you know, participation trophies are bad, you know? Um but we were talking before the show, and the reason why we're bringing this up is, before we dive into James Harden, is that this Shaq thing with uh, Donovan Mitchell, to me, it really I, it, it got discussed quite a bit in NBA Twitter space, but I think there's more to this than people have really been able to absorb, because you had Shaq sitting on, on, on set for um, TNT, and... To me, what it looked like was he was just sort of doing his, like, I'm the champion. I've won stuff. You know, you're in the NBA, and you're trying to win things. So, like, the the torch needs to be passed, and you have to pass some sort of test with me in order to get to this next level. So, um, let me quickly just read the exchange. It's basically, Shaq says, uh, Spider, this is Shaq. I said tonight you were one of my favorite places. This is my Shaq. Is it any good? Uh, I know, I know it's Shaq because you said it. So, uh, go, uh, so, so I, I, I'll just, I'll go, I'll go and brew voice. Uh, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next. Level. He says, "I said tonight you were my, one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level." And I said it on purpose, and I wanted you to hear it. What, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> this is after he had just won the game, and and I, I don't think he hit a game winner or anything, but it was right after the game they just won. You know, he had a good right. game. Right. This has been happening on this show recently, too. 
by the way. Okay. They, they did this with uh, Paul George uh-huh. the other night. So if you're if you're looking for an awkward interview to watch, go Google like Shaq or TNT Paul George. Nobody noticed it at the time either. And it was yeah. so awkward. Yeah. Um, so they've been doing this. Anyway, so Mitchell's like kind of like used, you're used to softball interviews after you win a game. Sure. You know, and he's like, all right. And then there was just this like dead air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. The, the, the transcript says he says, that's it? Oh, yeah, no, he says like, no, that's it sort of like, definitively. He, like, he doesn't say, he's, he just says like, he says I, and he's like, that's it. Like, that's my, that's my answer. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, that's it. What's the next question? It was like, that's it. Like, and then, then he continues and he's like, I mean, do you have it right there? What he says? Yeah. Yeah. He says, so he says, that's it. So it's sort of like, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. All right. Like, it's cool. You said that. I don't care. Right. You know, and he stood in his own shoes, which was really nice to see. Yeah. And then, um, Shaq says, question mark, that's it. And the Mitchell says, yeah, that's it. And then Shaq was like appeased at that point. He's well, like, okay, cool. Well, he kind of was no, he 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 was more like at that second, he kind of like is like like almost like annoyed that Mitchell isn't more riled or isn't like defending himself m- more. So then they keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that out of that. And but it was funny because it, it, the 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 way he looked at it is he wanted Donovan to pass some sort of a test. So yeah. I think that's kind of why he says, okay, cool. I wanted you to hear it. Like almost, and, and almost there was like a taking a shot at the media. Like instead of me writing about you and not confronting you face to face, I'm going to tell you what I think. Right. right. And then um, Mitchell went into a little bit of a, a, like a soliloquy about, you know, I've been hearing that since my rookie year, I'm just going to get better and do what I do. Shaq says, good. That's what I wanted to hear you say. Love your game, brother. Keep yeah. it up. Mitchell says, appreciate it. Yeah. This got, discussed around the internet a lot like people were down on Shaq like why are you teeing off on Donovan Mitchell like that and it kind of what it what it reminded me of was um the participation trophy conversation is like Mitchell hasn't earned it in Shaq's eyes and uh, is there anything we can say that Donovan Mitchell is really doing wrong as a player me I mean I thought you know, I, I think that I thought last year I thought he sh- I think he shoots too many threes. I think that almost about everybody in the league. I think that last year I thought Conley was so bad that I think that it really kind of put Donovan Mitchell into a space of a player that they weren't necessarily expecting, right? Like I, I don't think they ex- you don't get Mike Conley to have Donovan Mitchell handle the ball that much. And so, but since Conley was so bad and not available and all that, I mean, he basically kept playing, you know, he was basically the point guard and playmaker. I think just by the end of the season, especially in that playoff series, I think he was just drained. You know, I just don't think he had anything left to give. In one of the greatest playoff battles of all time, I want to just throw that out there. Him and Jamal Murray, like, I don't think I've seen it, to be honest. Yeah, that was great. 
that was great. And and so like I, I so other than that though, I mean, if you want a young player, I mean, he improves every year. He plays hard on both ends. I I mean, I don't have. I'd be very happy to have Darvin Mitchell on my roster. I, I mean, that and that was what the internet basically jumped on. It was just like, hey, you know, what's he? What is he doing wrong? But I think that this conversation, the, the linkage between that and participation trophies, isn't exactly strong. But there's like a a characteristic of people that that are really into the anti-participation trophy uh in that that's that's their dy- that's their dynamic that's their personality there's something about what Shaq and Charles and 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 not Kenny so much but like those two guys on that show is they want um they want people to earn it in a way that maybe doesn't even exist anymore <laughs> right <laughs> like I, I mean, I think it feels like with Charles, especially because he didn't win anything. It's like, you know, he got slapped around by all of his mentors in the locker room a whole lot. Yeah, and you know, with Shaq, he was just such an unworldly talent and dominated on such a nightly basis, physically. Um, you know, it's very easy for him to sit there and say that. And, and there was something to that too. Is like, I, I do think that, like, you know, when you're when you're Shaq. You do have like an equity position in the league in a sense. Like you were a superstar really early for a very long time. Now you advertise everything. <laughs> you won ev- you won everything. You know? Yeah. Like if there is a person that can kind of play that role, he is that guy. Um but this uh this idea that Donovan Mitchell hasn't done something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that there's a toughness issue there. Yeah, yeah, and then it—that's yeah. where it connects to me—is—is is like yeah. that we're saying if we give participation trophies to yeah. kids, it's going to make them soft, right? I mean, like it's still a team game. I mean, I know basketball is the easiest sport for a superstar to dominate. To dominate, um, and when you talk about levels of players, like you definitely have to, you know put championships and stuff into the equation because it is the easiest sport for one individual to dominate, but it's still a team game. You know, like he was a hell of a player at Orlando. He really was, but there's a big difference. And I loved Penny Hardaway. He was a really very underrated player. He was a really great player. There's, I think he's better than a lot of guys that are in the hall of fame, but he's not Kobe Bryant, you know, like, like there's a big difference between Brian Hill and Phil Jackson, you know, when, when <laughs> people forget like Rick Fox was scoring like, you know, 19, 20 points a game when he was in Boston. Now he's, now he's a role player, you know, like Robert Ory, like, so he's, you know, it's, it's different, you know, you do need help, <laughs> you know, like the Miami Heat's a pretty good organization. So the idea that, Donovan Mitchell can just take or that even he would be able to just take anybody to a championship is it's kind of ridiculous right I mean like let's like it's a that's a pretty we're talking about one of like the greatest athletes of, of all time I mean there's not there's not going to be too many seven foot two 320 pound dudes that run like deers and jump out of the ceiling I mean like let's let's be honest Shaq. i mean like, so i i thought it was i don't know I, I, that, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way I, I was like that that was and i love Shaq. he's my favorite player but he, that was like first of all it was just it's just lazy kind of interviewing well that's that you know? show in a nutshell 
Yeah, I mean, they, they don't, I don't think any of those guys, besides Kenny, I don't think anybody watches, again, and maybe and Ernie, but I don't think either of the other two watch basketball. Kenny's not watching games either. Like, if you're, if you, if you watch, like, all the games, like, if you're a handicapper, more or less, like, or not all the games, but, like, if you're in it, you just, it's like, you just see he hasn't watched, because he'll say something like, you know, that something's been happening for, like, three weeks, and he has not yeah. seen it <laughs> at all. <laughs> So, you know, I thought it was just lazy and I thought it was kind of like, you know, like what, it, you know, this is what you're, I think Donovan Mitchell, I think handled it like in the best possible, like, what's your point, dude? Like, what, like we're not going to yank that, this thread all the way out and figure it out on this show. But like, I think there's something, you know, and I've been critical of LeBron in the past about basketball decisions that he makes. And by the way, I love seeing him in the post right now because like, yeah, I, I wish we could have seen it 10 years ago, but um, I really do think he could play till he's like 48, you know, in the post, yeah. just doing the Carl Malone thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, absolutely. yeah, I hope he tries, you know, I would love yeah. to see that. Um, yeah. He'd play with the son, you know, that would be just great. Uh, but um, like he's been accused of being mentally soft and, um, you know, I still see elements of LeBron where I think, okay, that's a little soft for whatever reason, you know, but talking mental, you know, mental approach, to, to whatever it is. Sometimes he lets people get under his skin a little too much, you know, and we can all do that. I, I do that all the time. But, um, you know, when we're talking like high level, you know, athletics and, and, you know, being an NBA, you know, top four guy, um, you know, sometimes I'm critical of LeBron, but like he might've been the first superstar, mega star that people were really down on with the mental side talking about, oh, he passed when he should have shot. Um, and then you fast forward to today, and you know we've had the conversation about participation trophies, and we think players are soft because they do the handshakes before the game, even though they're not allowed to right now, and they got a station as security person at half court, which actually didn't really happen this week. And I'm off on a tangent, but that's okay. Um, the the idea that players are too soft, they 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 don't hate each other anymore, you know, because of free agency or whatever the reason is, right. AAU right. basketball, you know, there's a lot of get off um, my lawn stuff that I feel like we've even taken part in on our end. But the idea that you've got to reach a threshold of toughness that almost doesn't even exist. It's like by giving you a participation trophy, I somehow made you untough. You know, yeah, if we yeah, want to link yeah. the two ideas as kids. I gave you that yeah. trophy. You're untough, even though like you were explaining it before the show. It's like if you lose and you did it the right way, there can be joy in that. And so we're basically saying we shouldn't reward losing. But what if they did it the exact right way? Right. Because something about great players that makes them great is they have a bad night outing whatever and they're able to process it or move on from it or learn from it that's mental toughness yeah so i think there's something there and you know as we pivot and segue into talking about the the main enchilada here you know is is the brooklyn nets fascinating we've been talking about this kind of a little bit off and on all all year just like hoping that james harden would go to brooklyn yeah. <laughs> because of how hilarious it would be. Right. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> and we've got a conversation surrounding Kyrie that kind of plugs into this as well. 
Sure. Like he took a couple weeks off. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> like, well, let's take but, that. But that conversation's take, right there, right? Like, let's take it in sections. Like, yeah, exactly. Thank you, because that's the only way you can deal with any of this stuff. Okay, so before Harden got there, you know, Kyrie was, you know, missing in action and the communication. And like, listen, like Kyrie Irving, as far as a human, I think he's doing great things. And and I don't. I love what he's doing wants, with the sage. Well, I mean, I'm I'm talking about <laughs> I'm just, where he's I'm, putting his. You know, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, as far as where he's putting his money and his voice, and I don't. I think he, you know, he's 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 different. You know, he's not a he's he doesn't see himself as a basketball player first or a basketball player only. He sees himself as a worldly kind of renaissance guy, and I don't. He might be having, you know, kind of conflict of you know does he want to be a civil rights activist full-time or if he wants to just play uh if he wants to play basketball do both you know it's so and he's you know kind of out there enough that he's very open and honest about it and so i you know i just if he wants to like do whatever he wants to do i'm completely fine with it you know i think that my issue i mean obviously you need to communicate with your employer that, does, that doesn't, I don't care what, what the good you're doing is, you still need to This heads into the multiple things can be true. Yes. Yeah. You Ball know, and, and, yeah. So, you know, so however the Nets and his teammates are handling it, I think that's, as far as him not being there, I think that's on them and they're entitled to handle it in that way, you know, and, and they have, you know, you, you know, they, they can handle that. That's their company. You know, I, so I don't and for know what that it's I, worth, they didn't seem thrilled. They didn't seem thrilled, and so he has to answer for that to them. You know, and and so you and know that's where it ends, right? Uh, that to me, that that particular thing, that's how that ends. Because like, if I'm making a deal with the Brooklyn Nets, I'm saying, okay, here's my worth. I'm going to play 40 games. Right. Want it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's what you got. But it's, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting plug-in because people want, people want their basketball players to be tough. They want their basketball players to not, you know, I mean, it's not about participation trophies, but they don't want that in their basketball players. And it's, it's like almost there's, there's a part of it that's a relic in the age that no longer exists. And that was something we talked about on the pod before the pod. Um, but then some of it is still true. You know, like how do you lead if you're Kyrie Irving after yeah. all of that? Well, I, th- I mean, I think as far as him as a basketball leader, I'm pretty sure that ship is sailed, right? Like I think we have enough evidence. But, now. but, but here's the beautiful part about that. He doesn't see it that way. He no, that's true. That, that is true. That's very true. And that's uh, that's something that you know. That's a huge issue for this team right now. It, it's a it's a really big issue, and I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it. I we I mean, I think I flat out said like last year that I would never have Kyrie Irving on, on my roster, you know, uh, <laughs> b- because of that that issue of his leadership, and that that he his even at his best, it doesn't directly his his contributions doesn't directly. Um, Translate into winning. You that know? don't make as many players better. 
No, I mean he he went to Boston and he was hurt for the playoffs and Boston did 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 well in the playoffs, you know. And then when he was removed, they still did well in the playoffs. I would love you know, to get Jalen Brown's it. take on Kyrie Irving. Well, it would be very thoughtful and it would be it would be very honest and right on, but I mean, like the the, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers went to the NBA Finals without him the next year. You know, like that tells you right there. <laughs> like, so this I, I don't understand. I think I'm more shocked at how much the media, after the first two games of of Harden and Durant, were just kind of crowning the the Nets as as the the obvious champions of the league. And I was like, what are you talking about? Dude, they got like five players on their team, right? Like, like, I don't know. I don't know how they think DeAndre Jordan's going to make it through a whole season. That part alone. And, and it was great to watch the Cavs games. And um, <laughs> yours truly had a night where it was like, yay, I won all my bets. Then the next night I lost all my bets. But the one that I won was the one that was the obvious one, which I should have just bet that one. And none of the rest of them was that, the Cavs would kick the crap out of the Nets, like, uh, and and they did. They got they went to overtime in the first one, but then last night they ran away with it. You got Jared Allen out there against his old team, and just like killing them. Yeah. And same thing with Torian Prince, you know, and, yeah. and Prince has struggled, you know, for the last couple of years or the, you, this year especially, and then last year he was, you know, ho hum. But, uh, I mean, they gave up those two guys, and they really need Allen, especially. Um, yeah, that, that, that could be the, the, the move that keeps them out of the finals. <laughs> and you got, got to wonder, like, kind of like how and why, and, you know, did they have to get rid of Allen? Or did they do it to appease the trio or the the, 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 the quadro? I don't know what a, a, a uh, <laughs> the quadro. What is a four? Is it just a foursome? I think it's just a foursome, <laughs> but there should be another. There should be another word for it, but we're, we're, we're we'll stick with foursome. Okay, we'll go with foursome or quadro. I like quadro. Uh, okay, but like I mean, like Jordan came out in uh, the game against the uh, was it the Bucks? I'll say the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All energized, looking all spry, guarding Giannis, shutting him down, and. Uh, and I kind of laughed to myself. I was like, maybe he's been pulling the long con on us. Like, he's like, I ain't playing until all of them are together. And then I'll give whatever I got left. Um, but <laughs> reality says that he's going to top out at 25 minutes per game tops. But yeah, they kind of need him to play more than that. They need him to play a lot more than that. And, and that's what's going to be interesting as the season moves on. I mean, like, you're looking at their roster. And I mean, like, I mean, how much are you going to play Kevin Durant at center? You know, like after I mean, an Achilles injury, after an Achilles injury. I mean, like how there's no one that bangs. I was watching, you know, they don't play a lick. I mean, like Harden and Kyrie Irving don't they don't to say that they don't play defense is like gravely understating. Like James Harden is almost like it's almost like he's trying to prove a point that defense isn't necessary. Like he he goes out of his way not to not to do anything on the defensive end. It was like a six month stretch where he engaged. I think that's like he's living off that six month stretch. You're, you're com- that six month stretch is only compared to James Harden. 
Sure. Yeah. That was not, that was not engagement. That, that was like, that was like, you know, his grandmother begged him to try it a little bit harder or something like that. And he was just appeasing her, you know? So I don't understand how in a playoff situation, like that Bucks game, the Bucks just lost that. I don't know what the hell they, they have to, they have to do. They're the worst games. good team I've ever seen. They are. They have really tough times knowing what they want to do and not, and doing not doing obvious things, but uh, the the rebounding down the stretch. I mean, like I don't even if they choose to play defense. I mean, who's going to rebound for you? You know, when when DeAndre Jordan is is sitting out. You know, I just it, that's so much. Well, work Jeff Green like played like fifty minutes the other night in that overtime game. And how's that gonna? Yeah, how's that gonna end? <laughs> that dude's had a crazy weird career, man. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just going from place to place to place, and he must just be the coolest guy in the world because, like, all the vets are like, oh, yeah, I want that guy here. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but they just added Norvell Pell, Peel, Pell, I don't know. Um, they had to because they don't have a backup center. Yeah. Uh, Jordan is long in the tooth. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, He's kind of like a, he's, he was like, he's not that great. You know, his game, I mean, he's definitely lost a lot on his leap, you know? So he's really not the shot blocker that he once was. And like, I, I would worry if I was them, cause I'm watching Joel Embiid played and somehow Doc Rivers has got him to stay pretty close to the basket he a lot more. He looks great this year. He looks unstoppable. And if and that's really the only way. I mean, if they, they if they're gonna get into a shootout with the Nets, they're gonna have problems. But if if Joel Embiid's gonna keep it to seven feet and in, again, they'll they'll sweep the Nets. They'll sweep them. Like I like I like if I'm if I'm Philly, and I got Ben Simmons against uh, defensively against Kevin Durant, I'll take that hundred. You know, he might get his forty. But it's not going to be efficient. This might turn into a little bit of an East conversation because Boston. First of all, Toronto, like I think they hate each other or something because something's, yeah, oh yeah. something's not right there. No, no. Um, it's a, yeah, it just you can tell. Like you, you can't you can't turn into this just this shitty overnight. It's the same it damn out. team from the same team. <laughs> exactly. Don't it's give the me exact- the Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka matter no, that no. much. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> and, Sorry, and I, I have not- people tell me that they're in Tampa, right? They're they're not at home. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. But it's been a while since I've been to Tampa. I hear I hear they got a great strip club lane, but it can't be that bad. It's freaking Florida. You're right. <laughs> but um. So, but like Boston, like Kyrie or um, Kemba Walker actually looks really good right now. He, yeah. He looked like a slow version of Kemba Walker in the playoffs because of the knee. We've talked about the knee for a couple of years over at Hoopball at the fantasy uh, department. He looks great. So, like, you don't want to summarily dismiss Boston, but like Philly, somebody, whoever it was, it'd be easy to just say Doc did it. Um, but like somebody convinced Joel Embiid how to play a little bit smarter. Yeah. Maybe it was Joel Embiid that convinced Joel Embiid. Whoever. Whoever did it gets deserves a raise because now you look at the the Sixers and you go, oh man, I kind of fear them a little bit. Yeah. Um and so, but Brooklyn, to your point, like 
Jordan, uh, he could bother a an ineffective Joel Embiid, right? But not not a not an not an effective Joel Embiid. Ineffective yeah. in terms of decision making. Yeah, I mean, like he's catching the ball and he's like making very strong, decisive moves. Like DeAndre Jordan, even when he was young, wasn't a very good on the ball defender. He he's a help guy. You know, he's he's gonna he was gonna come and meet you at the rim on help. He's not like it's just not as exposed because no one's posting up these days. So it's it's not as it's not as you know exposed. But he when he has to when he has a guy that could put his back to the basket and really give it to him. I mean, DeAndre Jordan's not a great defender. So the, the I, offense I, was probably what got people thinking of that the defense was better with all the highlight dunks. Right. Right. And those were mostly just lobs. <laughs> so. poor, poor Brandon Knight. I still to this day think that's like maybe one of the, it's like a top three dunk of all time. When, when, when DeAndre Jordan caught the lob, Brandon Knight was correctly defending and yeah. then dunked on him and then made that face afterwards. Yeah. Uh, that's an iconic moment. Um, let's talk about James Harden a little bit, since that's actually yeah. how we led the show. Um, yeah. Because it's funny to think that, like, when I'm cycling through this team, I didn't even read this last night. It's like Kevin Durant is now dad. Like, he's team dad. Yeah. <laughs> because he's won a couple chips and he's... Sure. You know, like he's had the target on his back, you know, forever. And lo and behold, he probably learned a thing or two from Draymond. I would hope so. And 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 if we want to go on a tangent, it's really fun to watch Draymond Green yell at James. Um, a Wiseman? Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great because there's like an element. I, I'm watching Wiseman like. Shut up, Dre. Can you actually do stuff anymore? <laughs> Are you still good? That's like I can see a little bit of that in his eye, but at the same time, he's like, This is Draymond Green. You know, yeah. I gotta listen. And if, if, if he, because I, you know, I think that a lot of the highlights aren't like, you know, it reminds me a lot of like I'm old enough to remember, you know, Vlade Divox on the Lakers when the when he had when Magic was still playing and he was just in his ass all the time. Just in his ass all the time and it just like it was like relentless. It was it was abusive in a way. And I always think I look at Vlade and I look at the, that guy can do everything on a basketball court and I and I'll I'll go to my grave saying that he would have been a Hall of Famer if Magic, you know, didn't contract HIV and, and retire because he needed, some guys need it. You know, I don't think Wiseman is in that situation. I think Wiseman works pretty hard and is a, you know, a pretty strong-minded kid and is not going to, wouldn't flounder as much, but like, I, I love it. I, I, he, he's getting a master's class on mentality and defense and, you know, they look like you, I mean, you got thrown out of the game the other night and the games before you got there. I mean, this team is, they can't, it's like they never know. They don't know how to pass the ball when Draymond Green's not in there. Yeah. They're all, they're a defensive basketball team right now, which is just kind of interesting in the betting world because when, when they, he's on the court. <laughs> yeah. When he's on the court. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they have to because they don't have enough juice one way or another. Uh, but what's interesting, it kind of backs everything. Kind of backs back into the Shaq stuff. Is like so. Magic Johnson is is in Vlade's ear, just like you know, 
giving it to him. And it's like Shaq was doing that with Donovan Mitchell. Like, I'm going to tell you some things. And he did it so kind of inartfully and lazily, you know, in terms of the analysis side. But he felt the need to give it to him a little bit. And so there's this weird sort of balance going on, I think, in today's NBA where old school methods are still necessary, but you still have to be able to connect with a Kyrie Irving. Or you have to be able right. to connect with the James Harden. And previously, you would have said the same thing. You've got to connect with a Kevin Durant to right. get him to play the right way. Because Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, you know, those guys gave the franchise to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. So they ended up playing their friend Perk, you know, 20 minutes a game and letting Russell Westbrook be Russell Westbrook and letting Katie catch the ball 30 feet from the hoop and not be able to get a dribble down. Um, they go to uh, Katie goes to to Golden State and he gets a bunch of Draymond Green and a bunch of Steph and Clay and a bunch of you know criticism, you know, for being soft. But then he wins a title, wins a couple Finals MVPs, even those are debatable. But like now he's Team Dad in a sense over here. Um. Comes comes back from an Achilles injury, and to me, I've loved watching him play this year. Mm-hmm. Like he's he like when when he was in preseason action, he was grabbing the ball and just like throwing a shoulder into guys and really playing kind of almost like reckless abandon on offense. And you'd think, okay, hey dude, you just came off a big injury, you might want to lay off. It's preseason. And he's like, no, I'm gonna give it to him. And yeah. so that part. Um, you know, that part is 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 a pro for for Brooklyn right now, but James Harden, he hasn't been through that. All he's done is choke. You know, and there's I feel, I feel com- completely comfortable saying that. By the way, all he's done is choke. Oh, it's not even a question, dude. He right. just got out, he just got outplayed by Dort. Who the <laughs> hell is Dort? He got outplayed in that series. I love Dort. I love Dort so much, but I love that his name is Dort because, like, you can really punctuate it at the end. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, that that whole thing. He got outplayed by Dort. (laughs) It doesn't sound as good as saying he got outplayed by Johnson, right? It's Dort. He got outplayed by Dort, for crying out loud, you know? Uh, But, you know, the thing is, like, you got to want to take. I don't think, like, you know, Kevin, it was easier for Kevin Durant to get that, to get beat up in Golden State because of the way it happened, you know? And he got, you know, forced into a system. You know, they are an offensive system. And that's not something that anyone's ever told him how to do. Now, fortunately for him, he is so skilled. It, it was a very easy transition for him, you know? But like, you have to want to take the beating, you know? And I don't. I have not seen that James Harden at all, you know, wants that. And it, it's in, and I'm talking about, you know, mentally, and these are not from what I see this from what he says. I mean, when Giannis won that first MVP and James Harden was on that radio show, that's all he talked about was how he can't believe that Giannis won the MVP. And Oh, if I, he's just big and this and that's like, Dude, you just lost to the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant 
when you've been talking for a year about how you would have won if Chris Paul hadn't got hurt. And you think, and the biggest takeaway you have from the year is that you're better than Giannis. Like that's not a guy that's interested in, in doing the dirty work to, to make a team better. There's been things that he said in the last three, four weeks. He seems really young, man. For a 31 year old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm being dead serious. He just sounds really young. Like, Kind of like, what do you mean? It's my 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 responsibility. <laughs> you know, you got you got you deal with a young person. You know, and they just do something totally irresponsible, and you're like, what? That's how he seems. Yeah. And so, so I don't know, but you sound like you're going to say something. I got stuff. I I, I just don't know where you go because I don't know where you go from here. Like, I don't know. What what are Steve Nash and Dan Tony? First year coach Steve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you what do you do? I mean, because because like Steve Nash wasn't good at defense, but he played defense. There's a difference between you know not being good at it and just being just not not even gonna try, you know. And and you could see him in the in the post game press interviews. He's already struggling with how to express, you know, things in that, in that way, you know, in the meet, you can see like when, when like you give up that much, that many points to, to Cleveland, like, I don't care. There, there's nothing you ever, you have to look at any offensive films at all. You know, what did you do on defense? <laughs> you know? And so he, he's trying to, Oh, we got to come together. And you know, there's certain things we got to focus on. Dude, you got some awful defenders out there. And, and that's this, that's not gonna change. You you have there's not there's not loose like James Harden ain't diving for any loose balls. Like who's the who's gonna do the dirty work on this team? Jeff Who, who's Green, dirty work? I guess. <laughs> Green, but he's he's he, 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 he ain't diving on the floor for loose balls. Yeah, but he's he, he's 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 too old. <laughs> you know, they got I mean Jared Allen just dragging him up and down the court. You know, just, just, just like, you know, that, I feel like it, for me to feel good about myself in a basketball card, I have to play with some 70 year olds. And that's what he looked like when he was playing in nets, just sprinting up and down. These old fools can't hang with me and they don't even want to try, you know, and it's, I just, I just don't see, I don't see a path to a championship with this squad. Well, I mean, it's fascinating because like, they're going to get that respect all the way to the end. Yeah. Until the, until the final loss. But, yeah. I mean, there is a theoretic framework within this. Like, if you were to take those three dudes, and let's say you keep DeAndre Jordan for 20 minutes, and you're already all in on this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You you go go, go find some 3 and D players, you know, or, or just strict defensive guys. You know, you got a good piece in Joe Harris. Yeah. You know, even like Timothy Luwawu is like, you know – at least can maybe get some playoff minutes and not destroy you. Um, But if you fit it right and they play defense, but that, that and seems like a (laughs) non-starter and that's where it all ends. But, but I, I, I just also wonder like Kyrie's absence. Like, do you think he, to me, if I'm Kyrie and I paired up with with KD, and then you tell yeah. me you're going to bring in James Harden, yeah, I'm. If I'm Kyrie, 
I might be pissed about that. The timing uh, yeah, I, of all this was just like just sitting out there. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think he's happy about it. I think he's gonna try to make the best of it and I think, you know, he's getting all the shots that he wants, but you know, it's you don't bring in James Harden if you think that you've got it, if you've got a championship squad, like that's a little because you, you you know you you clearly didn't you clearly think and people can say it was because of the absence, you know, like we need we don't know if he's going to be there, but like you're talking about moving out some key pieces of yours, and I just I just feel like if you knew that this guy was a go, you just you there's no way if you thought that you guys were good enough that you're gonna that you would trade for James Harden. I mean, he's, he plays such a specific style of basketball that there's no evidence he could get away from, you know? So I don't, I don't understand, you know, unless they, you, you know, to me, the only, the only route to a championship is trading Kyrie Irving. <laughs> you know, I kind of thought like, that might be the next shoe to drop, to be honest. And like, that would be just kind of fun for the league in general, if that was what was going to happen. Um, yeah. And it's a. I would be looking into it. Yeah. If I were them, it, 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 it's fascinating. You got two of the league's highest profile players, and Harden and, and Kyrie, that both trend toward the soft sort of player that a guy like Shaq would would be riding. Yeah. And. So it's it's funny because like nobody's really gotten in those guys' ears su- su- successfully. Pardon me, to be able to get them to make those kinds of changes, and so you, it's really easy to make an argument that that's the way that that you should go in terms of developing players is some tough love, and then at the same time, this um, there's an over exaggerated sense of what that's all about, and and I think we struggle with that not just in basketball yeah. but kind of as a a people. Yeah, where definitely. we're we're constantly pointing the finger at others, saying they're not good enough or they don't deserve this, or you know, that that American exceptionalism, if we want to put it in an American sense, even though we have listeners around the world. Um, I think the wrestling with that is really where where the money gets made, whether we're talking yeah. about progress in the NBA or progress in the world, is figuring out how do you get that mental toughness without all the other BS. Yeah, it's I mean, gonna I, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I think just I mean just from a basketball perspective, I think that you know there's so much information and we have all the stats and and uh, you know I'm gonna sound like an old person you know ragging on the analytics, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you you win basketball games and you win championships by playing defense, by rebounding, not turning the ball over. And that that that's a that is not going anywhere. No matter what the next flashy offense is, no matter who did what or whatever, like pretty much every NBA championship from the beginning of time to now has been a top three defensive team. They don't turn the ball over. They finish their defensive possessions. So the it doesn't if you can make any player understand that that's the only way to a championship. That's all you can do. So, like, he, Harden and Kyrie, they might and, – and Kyrie's been on a championship team, and he still doesn't seem to understand that, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> you know, so, like, the, the only 
you know, if Harden can't be convinced of that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where you go. But the, but that Allen, that losing Allen, what are they going to do when they have to play against Tristan Thompson for for thirty eight minutes a game in the playoff series? You think Kevin Durant wants to go for twenty minutes against Tristan Thompson? Mm, no. Or Tice? What about Sabonis? Like what are they? What, that's that's where like that's where the analytics and the the highlights don't come into play. A guy as skinny as Kevin Durant cannot bang with those guys for even for twenty minutes. It's, kinda, it's not going to happen. I kind of wonder if Steve Nash looks at it all and and says, like, I know what I have here. I can't convince these guys to play defense. Let's just try to outscore everybody. We'll see. Just, just flat out. But it's not going to work. No. So right now, just to put a pin in this, because we're going to have a run. Yeah. We're both, it sounds like we're both saying no shot. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the stand. Let me look at the standings here. I mean, they got I just no don't... shot against the Lakers. I can say that with without even blinking. Oh yeah, none I mean, shot. The Lakers look great. Not... Yeah, um, there's no, no possible scenario that these two teams, as is healthy, can possibly. Be but even in the <laughs> East, that's what I thought. I thought we were talking about yeah. the East. I yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like again, like I said, you, you know, if Joel Embiid's going to play like this for the dedication to staying around the rim and being efficient and being quick, I, I just, what are you going to do? I mean, wh- what are you going to do? Who, who who's going to who's going to keep him off the glass? <laughs> I mean, who's who's going to like? See, people forget when when you have a dominant post guy like that. People forget how many fouls you get on the guards mm. that, come, that come dig down. People always forget that. that well, and any time you get beat, it just frees up the other side of the glass. Like, yeah. it's a cascade. That's why, like, teams that don't play downhill, it's just so brutal. Like, you get downhill and, and just everything, it all happens. Um, yeah, Joel Embiid is going to be a handful. And they, the, 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 if I had to pick right now, I'm going to go Sixers out of the East. It feels like yeah. it could shift a little bit, just you know, injuries, especially with Joel Embiid. But sure. uh, the just the, the the makeup of that team, they just they survived this, man. They almost they were in the Harden talks to some degree, yeah. though I don't yeah. even really believe it that much. Um, you know, they they in a sense get better because um, you know Ben Simmons is sitting there feeling like he's on the trade block. Now all that stuff's kind of gone away. They could really coalesce as a team, and now, 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 um, Harden is Brooklyn's problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is crazy to say, but that's you know, in a way, the peak James Harden experience was in Houston. Oh yeah, where you go all in and you let him do what he wants, and you know, you make it to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be some fascinating. You got anything else on this? Uh, Development in the NBA where we stuck three of the most interesting players together. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I, I don't think anything is going to happen on uh, this year as far as any movement. But uh, I know Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie were a package deal. But if Kevin Kevin Durant's you know, trying to make a make a legacy for himself, and I think this offseason will be telling. If he doesn't think that, if he if he sees that. 
Kyrie is the link. Because him and him and James Harden, to just those two, offensively look unstoppable, right? So yeah, you don't need any more offense after that. You don't need any more offense. So if you can pick up those those workhorse dudes, if you can trade Kyrie, you get a couple three D guys and some kind of bulldog power forward. I, I'd have to think if, if Kevin Durant is serious about winning championships, he'd be okay with that trade. In a way, it was like. Kyrie read the writing on the wall. Once the James Harden stuff got yeah. untenable in right. Houston, it was like now the rumors kick in, and then the rumors basically like really kick in, and then he's like, "I'm pissed because I know I'm the odd man out." Those right. two have played in OKC. You know, I haven't heard a thing about their relationship that's been negative. Right. Kyrie and KD, on the other hand, had to like go on a podcast and really like ham it up. Yeah. You know, maybe and that could have been an overreaction of sorts. Yeah. I I, I, I think you got to trade them. I think you trade them to a really stupid team. Yeah. <laughs> it gives yeah. you a lot. Cause, and, and that's yeah. their only asset for the next 20 years, it feels like. Yeah. It better be the right move. Because, yeah, you got to. <laughs> it could be a yeah. tough couple months in Brooklyn, like, you know two months of soul searching because it's not working and then trade rumors on top of it. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to, I don't think they can pull that trigger this year. I think they have to let it play out and they can, there's, I mean, there's every, there's every shot that it's not going to be unfathomable that they make it through this, the, the season and they just go on a scoring rampage and get to the finals. That's not, it's not like it can't happen. But that's not how playoff basketball usually works. You know, you're looking at, I mean, what are they, you got, you also, you take out him, you got Dwight Howard, who is not interested in doing anything but banging people right now. <laughs> he's going like, to hurt somebody. He's going to hurt somebody. You, you think that Jeff Green and Kevin Durant are going to, do they, they want to mess with that guy right now? He, he He's not even like playing basketball. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, they, 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 the, the, you box them out. You know they're going to be yelling at Joe Harris to get, get Joe Harris in the game because he's the only guy that is not afraid to put a body on somebody. I love it. There's always a yell at the other guy factor on some other teams or on, on a lot of bad teams. Um, I don't know if it'll be Joe or not. In Sacramento, it's Buddy. Like Kings could lose by fifty. Buddy has one bad play. They'll show it on the highlight reel over and over and over again. Uh, funny stuff so um i think that's it for this show man i know we we're going to talk about some of the other teams important <clears throat> me but i think we run out of time and um we are kind of doing this weekly now so we can pick up on the other side did you have anything else you wanted to add while i clear my throat clear it. <laughs> clear, clear my throat uh-huh, uh-huh. that's gonna do it for this show we are um seemingly back on every week so that feels good uh, you can follow us online at twitter.com slash KOZ and show. I think we're about 999 days without a tweet. That's true. It's pretty damn good. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash KOZ and show. Guys, you got anything for Facebook this week? Ooh, no, but I'll find something. Oh, and oh, yes, we definitely uh, rest in peace to the great, 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 great Hank Aaron. Uh, Phenomenal human being, great athlete, great person. For those who 
think that people are disrespectful um, because they kneel or they protest, please remember that Hank Aaron did neither of those things. And he got called the N-word and people had signed death threats to killing to kill him and his family. And all, all because he was excellent at his job. So um, I just want to send my condolences to the family and to thank him for uh, trailblazing for, for all of us. For really leading the way, the, the sacrifice of, of players like him, Jackie Robinson, and many, 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 many more. Um, you you got to push the football forward in the field of life, and it's not fair that they have to do that um, so people can evolve. And they did that for us. So uh, I would like to echo that as well. Uh, thank you, Mr. Aaron, for uh, being a badass. And uh, yes. I think that's going to do it, folks. Uh, another one's in the books. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.